Yo, what's going on, guys? So we're back for another Irate That Still podcast episode. It's today. It's just a duo thing. Mm-hmm. It's me, myself, and I, Rayan, Jiggy Ray. Yeah, and Hamza here. And you know, today we've got a very, very special episode. Today we're going to be covering the weekend, Abel Testify. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's not more. There's not more than I can say than a legend. For real, man. And just we're let's just jump straight in. Yeah, man. Like I probably I'd say he's. Um, for both of us, one of our favourite artists. 100%. And, yeah, we're going to have a quick discussion. We're pretty much going to suck him off for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know how it goes. I think we're going to touch on... Um, what are we going to talk Just about? Just his, his upcoming album, After Hours. Yep. Then talk about where he was and to where he is now. His come up. And then our favourite songs, our favourite album. Yep. Ranking our songs to the albums and whatnot. And then just a roundup on what we're expecting from him in the near future, especially when an album is coming this month. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like just in terms of After Hours, yeah. he's dropped three singles, technically four with an SNL performance. Yeah, yeah, that came out as well. For me personally, I'd rank After Hours like the title track. Like that's Normally a title track is always one of the best songs on any album there mm-hmm. is. And for me, After Hours was just, as soon as I heard it, I thought, yo, this is a trilogy weekend is back. Like, Listen, man, like, till end of 2019, he dropped, what, Heartless? Heartless. Blinding Lights. Yeah. And we were just thinking, yo, this guy's back. It's crazy. This guy's back in full effect. And then, yeah, from the three singles, like we're saying, like, when Heartless came out, I was feeling was that a lot. And Metro as well. Listen, Metro Boomin, It's man. crazy. When you have Metro on the track, you know it's going yeah. crazy. Yeah, definitely one of my favourite producers yeah, as well, bro. 100%. Like, like when he touches a track, you know it's going to be some yeah. magic. So, yeah, when I heard Heartless, like, it was literally booming. Like, no it's pun intended. Like, it was going in. And his bars and rap, and that's that's the thing you don't see in the weekend. Like, he very rarely raps on a, such a... And yeah, that he doesn't beat, get into that pocket too yeah, much. Yeah, and you can tell, like, the Metro beat is, of course, it's more targeted towards rappers because in his album, he had, like, Travis Scott, these man. Yeah. But Heartless is just the start of it. Everything <laughs> perfect. Like, literally mm. a perfect song. Yeah. And then, obviously, we had, after that, we had Blinding Lights, which was more of a, I'd say, it was uh, it was for, like, advertising Mercedes because yeah. he's, like, a... He works with Mercedes now or something. Mm-hmm. So, for me, personally, knowing that that was a commercial track, it kind of didn't rank as good I d- I'm not saying I don't like the track I do like yeah, no, the upbeatness I feel like because looking at it as well it is the most popular song out of the three singles yeah, 100%. it's hit like bro like 700 million streams it's crazy and it's been out for a couple months slash three months it's mad know? so looking at it like that it's the most popular the song most popular but song. when I heard it like like we're talking about with the advert yeah, yeah. I kept associating the song with exactly. the advert so much exactly. that I just didn't connect with the song as much. Exactly. And but I, I appreciate what he was doing yeah, like, with the whole like AE synth thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know to get really technical into it. Yeah. I didn't like the synth pattern type oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't really feeling um, the hook as much as yeah. I should have. Yeah. But yeah. with Heartless, just because it was just more hard hitting, yeah, I preferred it out of the two. Literally Heartless. Yeah, That's trust it. me, that was my favorite out of That's it. Mad. But then the title track then came after I was dropped, and I was just like, well, wait a yeah. second, because. That song is crazy. You've got classic, classic weekend mm-hmm. with the high notes, more slower, mellow beat. Yeah. And then I feel like that track is a very, it's not a two-part track, <laughs> but it's very, the first half is much more different to the second half. I think it's back to his usual thing exactly. with the way he structures songs. Six minutes, I think yeah. it is, yeah. And 
like we said, it builds up progressively. Exactly. And that's what I like to hear the and most. And then it gets it gets to a point, and then there's a sudden drop where yeah. it's just him and his voice, yeah, yeah. and it's more mellow, and it 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 very like. When you're listening to that track at night, yeah, bro, it hits hard. Bro, it hits, man. It that's hits him in his hard. pocket. For that's me personally, I like it when he's proper minimal. Exactly. With, with what he's doing, like, strip it back, just have him and his voice tap thing. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying that song reminded them of Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I sense that in terms of, because, you know, with Trilogy, it was very whatever he's saying. Like he, The thing about The weekend that he's so good at is... He's able to make you feel what he's feeling in his mm-hmm. songs, yeah. especially these slower, mellow songs like After Hours. Like you can tell, like he's talking about how his ba- his house isn't a house without his baby, and you're yeah. just like, "Fam, like that's crazy." And when he's saying that, you can feel his pain and stuff like that. Like that's that's the that's the reason why After Hours people are saying, "Is it going to be like Trilogy?" But then obviously, mm-hmm. when you compare it to Blinding Lights, like Trilogy didn't really have bro different sounds going on. Crazy, yeah. Like. I don't know what's going on. But I liked just, how each song was different. Maybe you know, never know. He he's gonna. It's the weekend. You don't know what's gonna happen with the weekend. But yeah, with the song it reminded me more of um, my dear melancholy than yeah. trilogy because you know on on that little EP he's more heartbroken. He's more, yeah, he's yeah. more begging for his lover yeah, back, yeah, and exactly. that's the vibe I was getting from that's, yeah, the lyrics as well. That's true. I never thought of that. That's yeah, true. When yeah. it came up to me, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a good yeah, point. Yeah. I saw it as well because I think people. Trilogy. I think what people mean in terms of trilogy is just the more like. Intro introverted concept where he's just talking to himself. So I feel like every time he drops something, people like to compare yeah, it to trilogy. That's the thing. And they're like, "Oh, it sounds like trilogy." And that's they the done thing. that as well with uh, with when MDM dropped. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, yeah. this sounds like trilogy." Trilogy, yeah. I did not get that vibe. Yeah, really, I didn't either. Just because he's been a bit more emotional. Emotion, yeah. Like, people start to say, "Oh, he's going back to yeah, old able and yeah. whatever." But no, I like the way he's he's uh, got a different sound yeah, going definitely. on with, with different stuff, and especially, especially like obviously. The weekend's been about for roughly ten years almost. Yeah. So when you look back at things like what dropped first, his three mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those three mixtapes, like mixtapes, are a big thing in terms mm-hmm. of a uh, artist's um, just what he's put out. And these three mixtapes literally made him just put him out there so amazingly. And in terms of me, like put him out for free as well. Put him out for free. Deep dive. And imagine he dropped all these free mixtapes in a matter of what six, seven months. I think. I think the first one dropped in like March. They were then all in August. the same year. It was the yeah. same year. It was March, August, and then December. He was working. It was work. It was hard work. He and, was working. and he's twenty one at this age, and it's just like this guy. Like, I read something where he hadn't even been out of Canada by the age of like twenty one, twenty two. No one knew who he was. Exactly. Like what I remember is yeah, like being in secondary school and whatever, like, this guy, he, um, his name was just going around the blogs yeah. and whatever, and then people thought he was a band. Yeah. They were like, The Weeknd. Yeah, yeah, And to be yeah. honest, it sounds like a band. It does, 100%. The Weeknd, it sounds yeah. like a band. So people were like, who are these people? Exactly. Because the thing is that he was putting music out, no one knew how he looked like. Yeah. No one knew his real name. Yeah. He just put the music out, that's it. Word. No just social like, media. Just that classic mixtape where you're just dropping the mixtape and no one knows Bro, about you. thinking about it, yeah, he actually, he was the originator of um, only caring about the music type thing. Yeah. You know, you know with Nav coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one knew how Nav looked like. Yeah, no one knew that. He just put the music on SoundCloud. Exactly. And then there were people No like, one expected him to be like this Asian guy yeah, from Canada. Exactly. Just crazy. Like, out of nowhere, innit? Like, so right. I felt like with The weekend, he yeah. was the first guy in the internet era, I guess you yeah. can call it, where he just put out the music and then that's all you knew. That's, yeah, literally. That's all no you one knew. knew where he was from. No one knew if he was Canadian, this or that, until obviously the songs. But 
that's the thing about the weekend man like he 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 knows he's he's had that work rate from day one you can say and yeah obviously he's ghosted at times but just in terms of those mixtapes it's it's not it's it's very difficult to put out really good mixtapes and all three they rank differently for everyone but mm. three solid mixtapes three pieces of art or music in one year to just put yourself out there and then obviously from there on trilogy and trilogy just you can't even talk about trilogy because there's no bad thing to come out of trilogy. Yeah, and you, like 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 you compare it to other artists, no one has really made compilations the way the weekend has put trilogy together. Mm-hmm. And you know, trilogy, the baby making compilation. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone tell plays him, that three hours of music. Yeah, yeah you know, you can yeah. do your thing in that three hours. Yo, three hours of music. You know, it's crazy. I'm thinking about it. The the how they originally dropped was nine songs each. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then. Um, for trilogy, he added a bonus he added track bonus, yeah. for each one. Yeah. And then pretty much all the bonus tracks slap as well. Yeah, literally. So think about it, you got thirty songs of just all killer, no all filler. Literally. Thing. And that's that's the thing. Imagine this is your second year in music, let's say, you're twenty two, twenty three, yeah. and you've put out this body of work and it's just that's that's And he's changing surreal. the landscape literally. of it as well. Like no one was doing this whole I guess dark, moody, yeah. evil R and B type yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, R and B is known to be very sweet. So, yeah, literally. Like, oh yeah, my lover, this, yeah, that, and the yeah, third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then this guy comes out doing Just the out total nowhere. opposite. opposite doing some Crazy. like scumbag stuff, yeah, yeah, in his lyrics and whatever, yeah. And you're just thinking, yo, this guy's a this guy's beast. a prick. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. What's like, going on with it? This guy has no respect for like his own life, for other yeah, people's literally. lives. And then he just kept it sounded it sounded like a bit of a wormhole yeah. in a way where yo, this guy's just kind of just lost in this kind of yeah, world what's going on whatever he's doing but then obviously after after the whole three albums we had um i think it was kissland was his first real project yeah, yeah. that he did put out mm-hmm. in 2013 yeah and of course when you put out a project it's like you can see yourself the fame is there so you can put out a well-worked album Mm. At this point, getting signed as well. Getting signed as well. So, like, what's going through his head then? Exactly. You know? like, and then, in terms of 2013, that's two years after his mixtapes, one year after Trilogy. And mm. at this moment, Drake's over his head a bit. Yeah. Because Come to think of it, he was even on uh, Thursday. Exactly. Feature on that. So, after that, you're kind of like... Drake is a big person to get music with. It's mm. kind of like, when you compare it to other artists, like, if you have a track with Kanye, you're... You're almost there. You've pretty much made it. You're you're cementing your. Do you know feet. what? I think we're saying in hindsight because it's so easy to say in hindsight. Yeah, that's the thing. But think back to where Drake was in 2011 himself. Yeah. He, I don't think he'd even dropped Take Care yet. Yeah. No. So he was fresh. He was fresh as he well. He was fresh in the scene yeah. under Lil Wayne. Under Lil Wayne, yeah. yeah. I think Thank Me Later came out in 2010. Yeah. So Drake himself, he's not big he's yet. Still, yeah, yeah. But it's crazy how he had that ear. Yeah. And obviously, like. Knowing that the weekend's from Toronto yeah, as exactly. well, yeah. So it's it's nuts, yeah. Because when you think about it now, Drake, yeah, he's everyone knows him for being that guy. The, the goat, co- yeah, with the cosign. The yeah. I'm talking about with the cosign thing because so many yeah. artists have come up under him, and the weekend was the first one. First I guess one. you yeah. could say where Literally. he he cosigned him. Yeah. Day like day one, day like, one. no one else knew OVO who XO. this guy was. Exactly, Literally. he created this whole like fandom out. Yeah. There. Like the weekend fans, Drake fans connecting yeah, just came together just because they love that relationship yeah, that they exactly. had going on. And it's still to this day, it's so good, even though they've had their ups and downs. Mm. But when I remember the first time I heard of the weekend was Crew Love, yeah, and that that's song, I think that's 
the peak of Drake OVOXO. That mm-hmm. song is the best Drake weekend song. They didn't collab as much as they should have. They, exactly. When they did, I think it was quite... Even cool. on recent albums, there's not been a lot of Drake and Weekend featuring on each other's yeah. works. But obviously, they have had little beasts here and there where they've settled this and that. But that's that's yeah. something else to talk mm-hmm. about. But just in terms of me, like I first heard of The Weeknd on Take Care, on Crew Love. And yeah. that for me was just like, at first I was really like, oh, The Weeknd, like, I don't know about this guy. Like, yeah. like you said, is he a group? What's going on? But then slowly you get that sense where this guy is different. Like Drake was there just rapping, doing this. And Drake, I think this era of Drake, I think it wasn't really like Drake singing. It was no, more not, just Drake rapping. Not yet. Not yet. Apart from maybe Marvin's Room, where he's more like subtle. But what you got to bear in mind as well, yeah, is that, okay, he probably met The Weeknd before he started making Take Care. Yeah. And then he heard what he was he was doing yeah. Yeah, on, on his songs and was like, yo, that's inspirational. Yeah, word. I'm going to start singing on Take Care yeah. type thing. I mean, he sang on Thank Me Later with yeah. uh, Find Your Love. Yeah. But it wasn't really that R&B essence that we yeah. know Drake does to this day. But that's nuts to think that, okay, he met The weekend. Yeah. Then he was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing. Yeah. Let's, let's get you on my album type exactly. thing. Exactly. Let's work together. And then I feel like that birthed Drake's yeah, literally. R&B side out yeah. of it. So I think then, they brought that the best in, of each other. In, in terms of what you're saying, the whole thing, there are, if you look at the credits, The weekend has worked on almost half of that album. And Take Care is such a big album for Drake. Like, Take Care literally put him out there. Still his best album. Man. Exactly. Yeah. And so the fact that The Weeknd, a guy who's literally fresh into the scene, who's worked with, worked on half of the songs, five songs, I think it was, yeah. on this album, that's such a big thing for allowing him to have that chance and that opportunity. And then, like you said, Take Care being the biggest album, that credit goes to The Weeknd because obviously he's worked like almost half the songs. Yeah. And that just shows like... And the, mo- the, the maddest part is that I remember him saying in the interview how... He was so hungry to kind of reach, yeah. get, like get to a level of stardom that he uh, he gave a bulk of his songs to Drake. To, yeah. He said that House of Balloons wasn't supposed to be nine songs. Yeah. He said it was going to be around something between 15 or something like yeah. that. So it's kind of nuts to think that, okay, that he, crazy. he really wanted to kind of get to a level of stardom where yeah. he just gave a basically a chunk of his album especially when you, when you compare it to these days artists where they're just lit, putting out so much music just mm-hmm. to be put out there and he was putting out nine at a time <clears throat> exactly and he was putting nine at a time and he still managed to work on this which is that's still crazy and I think it worked in his favour yeah because like it being nine slash ten songs you, there's not a skip there's not a skippable there's, moment yeah, exactly. on the, the mixtape and then obviously at this at this moment in time that's where the shift came where couple years, like two years, a year later after Trilogy, let's say, two years after Take Care mm. and the mixtapes, it came to Kissland. And that's where he's really out there now because that's his first big piece of work that's been put out. Yeah, freshly signed as freshly well. Freshly signed. And you're putting out, and obviously it's your first album, you've already created a bit of hype behind you mm. where you've got these this trilogy and link up with Now Drake. everyone knows how you look like. Yeah, everyone knows what you stuff. look like. So now it's, 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 it's anticipation behind this album. Obviously, Kissland twenty thirteen, it was it was it was a really good album. I remember when it dropped, yeah, like and me included. When I heard it, I was just like, "This is not what I expected." Yeah, I was like, "I'm not feeling it." It, mm. it sounds like it wasn't. I didn't feel like it was catchy in yeah. the way how all the mixtapes were. Yeah, and then I kind of just listened to it once or twice, and then I left it. I just didn't yeah. come back to it. And I remember it didn't 
like the you know the singles that come out it yeah. didn't perform well on yeah. Billboard and whatever. In none of the songs on the album got onto like radio charts or bro, no one will know radio like, songs. I don't even know if it's still a platinum. I, mu- I mean, it must be a platinum album, but it might be yeah. But like the songs individually, individually, it, yeah. they didn't they didn't bang in the yeah. way that probably the label the label assumed it would. To, yeah. And I don't know. In hindsight, obviously the album I see the album way differently now. But of course, in yeah. that moment. I don't know what was going on, but I just yeah. didn't feel like it was what you expected. But then that's that's the crazy thing where seven down seven years down the line, you're like, wow, that album was something else. Yeah, man. I mean, proper underrated. And the it's time. crazy. But then obviously after that, so he's dropped Kissland, then he's gone on a two year hiatus. Yeah. And he's dropped Beauty Behind the Madness, and that mm. for me was where I first really listened to a project of the weekend because mm, yeah. that for me was just like. I was like, cool, like, I need to give this guy a try because I didn't listen to Kisslam when it dropped. Trilogy yeah. even, Trilogy, I came to know of Trilogy just after yeah. um, Beauty Behind the Madness. And for me, Beauty Behind the Madness, like, when you said earlier, the whole evil trap R&B vibes, that mm. was literally, in a nutshell, it was literally Beauty Behind the Madness. Like, just showing everything about what's going on in the weekend. And that was like, the album that kind of propelled it into the mainstream as well. Because yeah. that's what Kissland failed to do. Exactly. As artistic as that album was, it it didn't take him to that next level of, I guess you can say, the pop world. Yeah. yeah. But then, Beauty Behind the Madness came out, yeah, The Hills. The Hills. First song he dropped from Literally. that album, yeah. It just, I think it... I don't know if it hit number one or was I think def- it, I somewhere. Think it was definitely top five, though. Top five, top three, something top like three, that. And yeah. then that just, like, Yo, can't fit my face. Yeah, that ticket to the whole beat song. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. And that's the thing. Yeah, when you when you compare it to After Hours, if you look at this album, Beauty Behind the Madness, it has a slow song. It has a rap song. It has a upbeat song. So maybe it's just you can only put comparisons together with that. That maybe he's doing something like that again, or maybe that's just a, done before, that's just maybe. a common structure exactly. Yeah. And then obviously Beauty Behind the Madness, it had um, it had people, it had features that we hadn't seen. Or linked with, so he like, was expanding his, was expanding, I guess, his uh, landscape. Exactly, because in the past it was more you'd heard of Drake with him and stuff. But this time on this album, which was kind of weird to me, was he had Ed Sheeran and Labyrinth, two mm-hmm. UK artists, mm-hmm. two very big UK artists. Definitely. Ed Sheeran being just Ed Sheeran. Defining the decade. Literally, definitely. yeah. And then someone like Lana Del Rey, where this was kind of like the first time we saw like a female voice into his... And obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, his his voice is very how did you put it, like, female-orientated type. It's feminine. It's very feminine, yeah. So, obviously, having Lana Del Rey, who, for me personally, she's the female version of The Weeknd. Yeah. In, in, in my head. And her voice is a good contrast because her voice ain't, ain't that feminine. Yeah, it's not. That's in a the way. Thing. But in his is. So, yeah. just like, she's just like, her voice is like... A it's the perfect counterpart. Yeah, exactly. In, in contrast is good. Yeah, literally. And then, obviously, that album was just... He got his first single where it was like a movie single with um, the 50 shades of grey single earned it oh yeah and that obviously for him that that was also a propeller because i'm sure people who watch the movie once you get a movie soundtrack exactly it's kind of something crazy yeah you go off exactly then after after that he went on a bit of a break again ish Mm -hmm. and then what came next it was starboy starboy and that Only was a year. a year later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so not even like a big two year break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that for me was Starboy for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, or that from what I know, Starboy was a bit of a letdown. In mm-hmm. the sense I'm that. I'm with you on that one, man. In the sense that within a year, this guy's gone from I only called you at half past five to <laughs> I can't, like, just Starboy, like, pop, 
singles. The thing that I really liked about the Starboy album was the concept behind it, where he's killed off this old weekend with his music videos, where he's killing off the old Abel with the long hair. And this structure was cool, again, like a common structure where he's got a theme yeah. running through his album. But for me, Starboy was... I felt like that album... He could have gone without releasing that album. Could have just chilled for a bit. I think with the, with the with the Starboy album, like we said, only a year after yeah. Deep Behind the Madness, I feel like he was probably... And again, I don't know the facts, but like... Just gonna theorize here. Yeah, that he was probably pressured a bit, maybe because of that mainstream success he was having. That Definitely. he felt that, and, and you know how labels be, yeah. they probably they might have just con- kind of encouraged him to kind of keep that sort of uh sound going. Yeah, and then what came out of Starboy was very dance pop exactly electro like I'd DJ say it was more songs. of a pop pop album than anything. It's else. definitely his most pop album yeah. to date. Exactly, and I ain't got a, I like. Individually, I don't have an issue with pop itself. Yeah, like, no. There's a lot of pop songs I, that I like. That's the thing that you have to respect about The weekend that he can dwell into these different Yeah, genres. he blends them so and well. And he works, yeah, exactly. It's so good. Like, it's a song like Reminders, where he's just pretty much rapping over a more trap-type beat. Yeah. Then you've got something like True Colours or Die For You, which is a more mellow, classic weekend. Yeah. Then you've got, like, Daft Punk songs, where it's just dance rhythms. Yeah. And it's just like, like cool, that's really nice to see. But when you're 12 months ago saying evil crazy stuff in mm-hmm. your songs and you're like all of a sudden you're a star boy I just didn't mess with the sound it's just yeah and then again like just to clarify as well I don't dislike the album but yeah. it's not an album that I return to a lot because exactly. firstly you know if we're going to break down my problems with it like firstly it's way too long yeah you know super super long Very and like long. we said earlier yeah the weekend is at his best when he keeps his album short and concise yeah between, just minimalist pretty much yeah minimalist like Take your best songs, put them on exactly. a, on an album, and that's it. But I think twenty sixteen was around the time where streaming was getting very popular, yeah, very very popular, and then people were starting to make that album so long. Like Drake's views came out in the same yeah. year, believe it or not, like four years ago. Long. Think about yeah, it. Time's flying. Time's flying, and that was like twenty songs or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. So people were starting to do that, and it was just way too long. He could have yeah. cut it down. And then secondly, what I had an issue with was the production with songs like with Rockin', yeah. Secrets, yeah. I Feel It Coming, even songs yeah. like those, I didn't like the direction he was going in with yeah. that sound. And I feel like he could have played with it a bit better, Yeah, but it I think didn't connect in, for me. In terms of the whole context of the album, he did it really well, where he's a star boy, he's this new rock star, this yeah. and that, like he can do what he wants The theme point. by itself... It was really good, and that's the thing about The weekend. like the theme has always been good, similar to what we would, what we will talk about after our theme. Yeah. But in terms of Starboy... For me, not a bad album, but not his best piece of work, in yeah. my opinion. For me, evil man. And then, obviously, after that, he was meant to drop another album, supposedly, mm-hmm. which he stated in an interview where he was going to drop a more upbeat album and this and that. Yeah. Then came something that really hit him hard in his life, which I assume was just the whole breakup with Selena Gomez. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we get this EP called My Dear Melancholy. Mm-hmm. And that was like, when that dropped, I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was like, this is mad. Because yeah. this is kind of what we wanted all, all, all the time from the weekend. That's what people were saying. Oh, where's old Abel? Yeah. Where's his old sound? We want him to go back to how he was. And then I feel like this was his kind of way of doing that. Exactly. Except not doing it in the exact same way. Like exactly. It was slightly more evolved. And he had sounds of Starboy on it. Yeah, very When I look at songs like 
uh, I was never there. Yeah. And uh, Try Me as well. Yeah. The vibes and the production was very Starboy esque. Definitely. But his emotion on it was more trilogy. I yeah, guess you exactly. Could call it. And then again, we had like a very short amount of tracks, and yeah. all the tracks were good. There was not a track where I was like, oh, I didn't like this. Mm-hmm. Features from Kasafulstein. That's about it, really. And mm-hmm. that was really good. And really and truly, that is like the l- most recent piece of work that he has put out before mm-hmm. After Hours. And MDM came out two years ago, roughly. Yeah. Same time, roughly two years ago, I think. March, two years ago. So this time, it's just where we don't know what's coming. See where the direction goes into, isn't it? But yeah, like obviously, so we've had trilogy three three mixtapes of trilogy yeah. we've had three albums mm-hmm. and then we've obviously had an ep yeah. that's a lot of songs a lot and of material man. that's a lot of material and i'm sure you know top 10 it'll be yeah, nice to know like what 10. the top 10s are i've got know? a top 10 i've got a top 30 even but top, ooh, guess... i've only got a top 10 and i'm ready to come on let's, let's, let's get, get into it i'm ready to get that out all right let's get the top 10s out with me you'll see the common theme of perhaps the albums okay so Top 10 weekend songs. Top 10 weekend is songs. Is what we're saying over here. So. Uh, I got mine, Rayon's got his. So. I'm just going to jump straight into it. Alright, yeah, you do the honest. So, number 10, we're doing the top 10. So, number 10, yeah. for me, is Professional on Kissland. Okay, okay. Because, you know, that song, I just, it's, it's just. Mm-hmm. Underrated, man. Just very, yeah. So, underrated. very underrated. Honestly. And just the beat is nice, slow, very relaxing, and then it speeds up a bit. Mm-hmm. Then it's just. But, yeah. Kissland coming, uh, professional coming number ten, mm-hmm. number nine another Kissland adaptation. Mm-hmm. That's a banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even the lyrics in that are crazy. Just talking about adapt adapting to this world that he's in, and that's the part that we're saying where his, Kissland was his first album, and he's adapting into this new lifestyle that he has. Yeah. Then number eight, Loft Music. So we're going into House of Balloons. Cool, cool. Not bad so far. I think you're free, free, free still. We're going back to House of Balloons. Yeah. And. Loft music for me, the only thing that lets me down in loft music, it's a six minute song, but the actual song is more three minutes and the le- rest of the three minutes are just like vocals of him just going high pitch, resonating. Dude, that's my favourite part of the song. But I do like that. That's the thing that that's makes that song. That's song. That's the thing that makes it. You can just, it's, it's a song where when it's playing, a lot of the time, if there's a song like that, you just go on to the next song. But mm-hmm. that you just let it mellow, like just let it fade out for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that he's done amazingly. Then number seven, Again, House of Balloons coming down. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that song, I only want you when I'm coming down. Like, bro, that, that song is creepy. It's it's very like that's it's evil. I used, I didn't I used to not like to play it because it would give me like it's like creep me out. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. It creeped me out. Still. It's it's very for me. Yeah, House of Balloons is just a very psychotic album. Mm-hmm. It's very like crazy up in his head. Then obviously, number six is a more perhaps upbeat. It's House of Balloons again. Mm. It's the morning. Okay, okay. Because the money's the motive, you get me? And the weekend <laughs> yeah, yeah. goes from day to I know not. you like that song. The money's the motive. And it's just yeah. like, you know, like that, that chorus is very upbeat, but it's also mellow at the same time. the guitar time. that goes it's on like, as well. Oh, it's just crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Then, going into the top five now. So this is, the, this is the bottom half of the five, yeah. of the ten. Top five. Now this song... For people, it might be like, ooh, really? Top five? But for it? me, it's often on Beauty Behind the Madness. That's high, you know? It's it is very high. high. But I have my reason to that. Because often, after Crew Love, often was the first track that I heard of this guy. And I was just like, 
I let it simmer and I was like, yo, this guy's really oh, it's like, something. So it's like a personal, like a personal thing that like, the first time I really got into the weekend was yeah. because of this song. So obviously it holds a very special because without this song, I might not even be listening to the weekend. Really? And just the song is so like, it gives me like the emotional side, then the evil side. And it's just like, I, the word for word, like it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Then we go to number four and I'm going to make this clear. My top four is a House of Balloons list. So number four... I don't blame you, man. Number four is 28. Mm. Because that song... I'm so It's crazy. It's just... And that background... It's crazy. Just And, and yeah. just the use that he does where he puts all of these million things into one song with female voices in the background as samples, all these other beats coming together. Mm. 28... The number three for me is House of Balloon slash Glass Table Girls because that song it, yeah. is the rhythm. Like that's the dance. It. That's my favorite dance type of tune that he mm-hmm. has, and this house is a happy house. You get me? Yeah. Just happy. Another good sample. Vibes. Another sample. He used very well. Ex- again, yeah. I didn't even know that artist. Uh, Beach House. I think they're called. Yeah. Some old indie. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. And he was probably listening to that in his spare exactly. time. Exactly. And he just thought, "Yo, this is crazy." And it's just the thing about that song. It's kind of like, so when we were talking about him working with Drake, obviously he worked on cameras, good ones to go interlude. Yeah. And that's what I think he's really good at putting two separate tracks into one track where mm. in House of Balloons, the first half compared to the second half is, second half is he's rapping, he's just going The beat hard. switches. The beat switches. Creepy but it still again. works with the House of Balloons beat because yeah. it's still part of that, like rewired. True. And just... When he's like, get the seven or seven out. Yeah. It's just like, he's getting you ready for some crazy, crazy madness. Mm-hmm. Then number two and number one, I'm sure a lot of people have these either number one or even number two, switching it around. Yeah, I, got already, me, I know what you're saying. For me, yes. number two is high for this. Mm-hmm. I got you get yes. me high for this, yeah? Because, bro, that introduction to, an, to a mixtape is the most perfect introduction I think I've ever heard in my life. I'm with you on that, man. And I remember, yeah, more recently, obviously, I, I obviously listening to the album, I kind of forgot about this album at a point where other artists were releasing stuff. Yeah. Then I think there was an Emporio Armani advert on TV <laughs> and they were playing high for this. And I was mm. like, yo, I can't even believe this song is so good. That's nuts. And then my all-time favourite song by The weekend, everyone knows what it is. I know what you're saying. It's Wicked Games. games. Yeah, you get yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. just... It's just the peak of The weekend. Like, I think there can be no better song then Wicked Games to ever come out. The, even the music video was so just black and white vibes. Just the perfect song. So again, looking at my top 10. Yeah, round it up. Seven of the 10 are from House of Balloons. <laughs> so I guess yeah. that shows the agenda that I'm following. It just shows how good the mixtape is. Literally. I don't blame you. And then two Kissland songs. Um, and then obviously Beauty Behind the Madness. Obviously with Often, I gave my reason to why it's top five because obviously that kind of put the weekend out there for me, mm. and I just really feel like it's a really really good song. Yeah. And then obviously it, it's very tough to put ten songs together and be like these are good. That shows you how much of an artist. Knowing how many good albums. Exactly, he has. that's the thing. Yeah. Like I know I don't have any Starboy, but that doesn't mean Starboy doesn't have good songs. Reminders is an honourable mention. Same for me, man. Same for me. Um, True Colors, even the slower songs, those are really good. In terms of My Dear Melancholy, Wasted Times, Privilege is one of the mm-hmm. just amazing songs on that Facts. EP. But yeah, like that's my top ten. I'm not disappointed. You know, in the past few days, it's very gone. It, I, at one point, I had um, Loft Music as number four. 
Yeah. But then I was like, oh, you know what? Fam, when I'm doing these lists, it takes time. It's crazy. Because you want to get it right. And sometimes on a Monday, you'll be like, yeah, Wicked Games is number one. Bro. On a Tuesday, it's mm. high for this. you got to find that balance. That be balance, like, exactly. Don't be biased in the movie. But then again, that shows just the weekend, like all of his music is anything can be number one at that point because he just releases such good material in that sense. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, yeah, I was hoping to trash on your list a bit, but... Come on, man. Come on, man, you done well still. I like that top come 10. Come on, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. All right, how about I get into mine? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to this. this. All right, so, some of you might not, might already know what it is, but regardless, I'm going to get a chance to kind of get a deep dive into yeah. this song. You know, all right, so looking at it from number 10, I've got What You Need. Oh, yeah. Uh, Obviously from House of Balloons. Yep. Bro, like, just the minimal sound he has on that. That's because crazy. there's literally not even a, a beat. It's like a little it's twinkle. Just, yeah. And then he just sings, like... And that's what you, like like you said, that's what you want from him. Just, that's his all, voice is good enough to just do that. That is all I want from him. So, yeah, not much to say about what you need, but, again, just, it's a very calm, relaxing yeah, definitely. song. Number nine, I got um, House of Balloons slash Glass Table Girls. Come on, come on. You know, it has come to be on. up it there. It has to be up there. Uh, Good I definitely, only. Yeah, and I definitely prefer the first half to it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the second half, again, I like it, but it doesn't live up to the first half yeah, for me. Yeah. But regardless, the way both of them kind of contrast to each other. Yeah. And like we were saying, he paints a picture in a way. Like when you're thinking about Glass Table Girls... He's like getting the seven and seven out. You're picturing this like mad party. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? Just just to go behind that. Yeah, House of Balloons is a real house in Canada. Yeah, and it's it's meant to be one of them evil like horror houses. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just working it. It's just the influence. And then it works well into, I guess you can call it the centerpiece of the mixtape, because looking back at the story of the mixtape, yeah, I think how does it work? It's like. Um, he conveys a druggy atmosphere that he's yeah. living in, like yeah. in the house, yeah. And then the narrative is something like he enters a world full of drugs. Yeah. And then he seduces women and he throws these parties. And yeah. again, Glass Table Girls is that song of the party happening yeah. in the house. Exactly. When you actually deep it, let's yeah. like the, it's the more upbeat. Like you said, yeah, like it's upbeat, they're partying. Yeah. And then the second half is the superstar co- lines. All of this stuff is crazy. And I think, I think one of my theories for, you know, when the beat switches in that yeah. song, uh, that's when the drugs kick in, yeah, and then they're, they're high now, yeah. That's yeah, how I see the song. Yeah, I like to picture yeah, it like exactly. that. Like, he's getting like drowsy, yeah. and all this stuff, but yeah, great song. And then, number eight, I've got Professional, yeah, you had that as yeah. well. Uh, probably my favorite, actually, apart from another song, it's my favorite album opener, yeah, from definitely. a weekend song. The way it builds up, yeah. progresses through the album, and then, like we said, it and then, uh, the What's it called? The, the ladies' vocals yeah. in the background. It's mad. And then it just loops and loops and loops. It's and it's like... it's, that's the thing he's so good at using, just <clears throat> these other vocals in the background, just perfect. Mm-hmm. I also got Adaptation in there, number seven. Number se- ah, so that's <laughs> yeah, cool yeah. that we could both rank it next Bro, to each other. I just this came, I did not know this guy would have that in his top yeah, ten. That's mad. So like, fam, the fact that you had that is a yeah. mad surprise that's for crazy, me. Because I know. I don't hear many people yeah. have that as their favourite. It's very like, for me, it's very underrated. And obviously when I was putting together this thing this uh, top 10 mm. I listened to Adaptation on repeat for like an hour and I was just like you have to just keep listening to it listen to it and then, when I went back to Kissland that was the first song that struck out to yeah, me literally. I was like I was mind blown I was like how did I not hear this before and for me you know what it was when I was making this list it was professional above Adaptation then Adaptation above Professional then <laughs> it was just that Changing. cycle like, I don't know what's better and then I just came to terms with Adaptation is definitely like 
just the track. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just the main track for me out of the album. Yeah, I had to have it up there. Do you know what? It used to be top three for yeah. me. I think it was even first at one really? stage. Do you know when I was really banging out that banging song? Out, yeah. It was first, yeah. but still one of my favourites from the album. Yeah. And the number six is um, Privilege. Privilege. Like you said my before, day, yeah. Uh, my favourite off the EP. 100. And again, I just like how low-key it is. Yeah, definitely. It's just his vocals and then the metaphor he uses, like... Uh, two red pills to take the blues yeah, away. Yeah, to t- yeah. Like, that's also, I think that was one of his best metaphors I've heard De- on yeah, one of his songs. Definitely. And again, you can hear the pain in his yeah. voice through that song. That, well. that EP is just different. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. very different. Because like, he's saying, I held you down when yeah. you were suffering as well. Yeah. So yeah, really And like when he, oh, the way he says, oh, so good, the delivery that he has. And then the beat just drops and it just, it sounds like something, just a, Mm-hmm. Uh, and mental chaos yeah, type thing. crazy. Alright, and then top five now. Come on. Yeah. Alright, I've got 28 in there. I do have 28. Come on, that I was my to, top five as well. I used to underrate this song so Yeah, it much. was very, very underrated. I did not used to even play it. Very underrated. And then more recently, when I started to go back to his projects, yeah, that song stood out so much. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. it was a bonus track as well. Yeah, it was. So to yeah. think about it like that, like even his bonus tracks was fire. And you know what? Obviously, comparing after like the after hour single in this, he says um, his lyric is "This house is not a home to you," and then in after hours he's saying "This house is." He references he's reference. He's kind of like just jumping into that same thing again. So for me, it was very like there's this common theme that he has where the female is the, the thing that makes a house yeah. someone, and that's just the general thing everyone says like a woman makes your house this and that so he's kind of used that theme again and the way he connects stories from past and yeah, present yeah and well. to think that he's connecting something that he said nine years ago to mm. now is just crazy yeah yeah definitely but yeah 28 certified banger alright and then the, the top four now is just all Kiss Land and House of Balloons number four I got Belong to the World yeah um, I used to be higher up, but yeah. again, like my one of my favorite beats from him, you know, Definitely. just like the drums are just the, going yeah. nuts, and then the way the chorus comes in with the violins, yes, yeah, like like anything with violins will get me like just yeah. become one of my favorite songs. Definitely legit. So belong to the world number four, number three, the best song on Kissland. I just decided that recently is Wonderlust. Definitely, it's yeah. banger. Like a disco theme banger. One of his best upbeat songs. Bro, one of, that's my go-to song for when I'm in a good mood or yeah, whatever. Yeah, definitely. That's um, the song where I realised, yo, this guy sounds like Michael Jackson. Yes, yes, like, 100%. Holy crap. I just wish they had a chance to maybe work yeah. on this song together. Maybe Michael Jackson would have heard it and done yeah, something over it. that would be crazy. You know, but it's so vintage it's Michael crazy. Jackson type yeah, thing. You could have put this song in the 1980s. Yeah. It would have done bits. It would have done crazy. That's MJ had that, you know what I mean, back mad. in the day. It would have been a, mad. a smash hit. But yeah, uh, definitely one of his more underrated songs. Yeah, 100%. And now my top two is similar to yours. Oh. With a twist on oh. it. <laughs> I've got Wicked Games at number, number two. two. See, that's the thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Wicked Games at number two. Because I think a lot of people have these songs as their top two. It's just how they put it up if it's number one, number two. And like, yeah. yours is different to mine, but it's still the same songs. More recently, I'm seeing lists that don't even have this up there in the top five. I don't know. Because I'm just thinking, like, this is the song that introduced me to The weekend first. Yeah. And this <clears throat> was his breakout song. Yeah. Not on the charts, but... This is the song that everyone started to pay attention to this guy, you know. Definitely. And I feel like it's a, it's, it's a signature song it's, for sure. It's 
just a real intro. High for this is just mad. Yeah, yeah. High um, for this is first. Yeah. Track one of mixtape one. Yeah. That is the introduction to his world. I guess you can call it. And Too again, mad. if it follows a similar pattern with all my favorite weekend songs, where the beat yeah is so minimal, then it explodes. You know when the life. drums come. Wait, open your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's just mad. Bro, that drop. It's is crazy. why I love this song it's so, that's, so much. That drop is the reason why sometimes it goes up to number one, uh-huh. then it drops down to number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. too mad. That drum, yeah, it's literally, you can just hear the... Like we've said, I guess we can sum up that The Weeknd is one of the most perfect artists at putting a song together yeah. using different instruments, vocals, samples, anything, literally. He's really good at what he does in that sense. Mm-hmm. He makes songs explode into life when yeah, he wants to. when he wants and to. And when he doesn't want it, he wants a bit more subtle. Yeah. Like, on the verses of High For This, it's just yeah. nothing's going on. Nothing's really going and on. And it comes up... And it's very repetitive lines, but regardless, it's the production that makes that song so mm. good. And that's the thing, like, the weekend, like, from this, we can kind of just say, like, see, like, his delivery. Mm. He makes you feel the pain he's feeling. And you might be having the best day in your life, mm. but as soon as you hear, like, any, any of these tracks, Privilege, for example, you'll be like, damn, mm-hmm. that hit hard. That's what I'm Stuff saying. like that. That's the thing that he's really good at. Not a lot of artists get you like that. Yeah. That's that's one of his. He does it best so things. well. And to be honest, like, man, he was top tens. I'm with it, man. I'm yeah, with definitely. It. I definitely like. I it. think we can. I think for me, my top album is House of Balloons or album mixtape yeah. project. Let's say yeah. is House of Balloons because seven of seven out of nine tracks. Well, mm. Yeah, seven out of nine tracks. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing because you don't get, especially with a mixtape where this guy, this is his first bit of music. But there's really albums where. Like, you're literally saying that like 78% of the album yeah. is your favourite songs by The weekend. Exactly. I like to have some versatility in my list, yeah. but sometimes with a mixtape like House of Balloons, you yeah. can't help it. You can't help it. Because all of the songs are good. It's crazy. And that's not to say his other albums aren't good. Like, there's so many honourable mentions in Dirty Diana, in Reminders, let's say, mm-hmm. in The Birds Part 1, Part 2. Mm-hmm. Those songs... Even The Zone, EXO, The Host, these songs are legendary tracks. Like, he'll always be known for these tracks. But it's just these 10 significant tracks that perhaps some songs you can relate to more, some songs that hit you harder, some songs that, you know, you can just feel some type of way or whatever it is, they just relate to you even more. And obviously, everyone has a different ear to Mm. to music. So with The Weeknd, like you're saying, obviously for you, Privilege got into that top 10. For me, it didn't. That's just to show, like, the versatility that you A lot of people have different opinions on it, and that's cool, like, opinions, you can't just help, you can't help Exactly. Them. You know, some people prefer the more upbeat weekend. Yeah. More... And that's fair enough. Or whatever, and I prefer when he's more minimal. And yeah, exactly. Much. And I think it's good to kind of have... Because an artist where you can appeal to people who prefer upbeat songs, mm-hmm. and an artist who can appeal to more mellow songs, that's really good, because that means just the artist in general is a perfect artist. Where he can do this, he can do that, and he can still reach every bit of people that he wants. He can reach the people who are pop fans. Yeah. He can reach Sad Boy Hours fans. Mm. All of this stuff, and that's that's the thing about him. So I for think, me, best yeah. best project, House of Balloons. Yeah. I don't know what your best project is, but I think listen, I can't I can't just give my top one because I have to just break down each one to yeah. be honest. I need to rank them. Yeah. The definitely. way I rank them. So number one is um. Shall I do it back to front? Yeah. And yeah, let me start from the bottom then. Um, so again, seven albums. 
What, you're going to rank them as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll rank mine as well. All right, then. So, starting off with my ranking. So, a quick rundown of our personal like, favourite weekend albums. I guess, worst to best. Mm. Only by comparison. Number seven, I've got Starboy. Mm. Uh, not to say that I dislike it, but it's not an album I return to that yeah. much. Just because of the sound that he was aiming for there, I wasn't Definitely. really a fan of how many songs he had on it, like I said earlier, and the kind of direction he was going with it. Yeah. So yeah, that's number seven for me. Number six, um, I don't want it this low, and it's going to sound bad, but Beauty Behind the Madness is, really? is sick for me. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And to think I gave that like an eight out of ten, Damn. So that just shows how good his projects yeah, exactly. are. You know, I really do like um, "Be Behind the Madness," yeah. but again, it's a it's <clears throat> something with that album again where um, it's not the mainstream part that bothers me, but it's not that I don't find the melodies as addictive. Oh yeah, compared to yeah, yeah. the other albums that I got above it, definitely. And there's a, there's a certain songs that I don't really connect with as much, like "Tell Your Friends." I know yeah. a lot of people like that yeah. a lot. For me, it's not one of my favourites. Yeah. So I have these little patches with the album where I'm just like, that's all right. Yeah. And that's amazing, but yeah. it's not as good as what I think is over exactly. this yeah, album. No, I get what you mean. Uh, number five, I've got Thursday. Yeah. Just because track by track, it's not something I return to that mm. much yet, but the story of Thursday is yeah. probably the best out of the, the trilogy. Yeah. Because, again, just the whole thing where he has this girl, yeah. he kind of misuses her yeah. he only meets her on Thursday yeah. and then it reaches this climax with the birds Yeah. where I, I think her name's Valerie yeah, yeah? yeah and then I think she shoots either the weekend yeah because there's a gunshot in the birds in, yeah and it's, he either shot the lover or yeah. she shot him it's just all crazy stuff going on a big climax so yeah, yeah Thursday is number five number four I've got My Dear Melancholy yeah uh, I was thinking should I be top four but Thinking back to it, how much I return I to it. Yeah. Every song, yeah. Number three, I've got Echoes of Silence. Mm-hmm. Probably the second best out of trilogy for me. Yeah. Uh, number two, I got Kissland. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. Because House of Balloons has to be first, definitely. no matter what. But Kissland is my favorite album, yeah. not including mixtapes. Yeah, yeah. It's my definitely. favorite album. Yeah, I think enough. that's a ten out of ten. Definitely. I think it's the weekend's best <clears throat> album. I hear that. I feel like it's so complex and the way where. He, I love the theme of it as well, where it's a bit more like dystopian. Yeah. It's a bit more, and he was doing this whole Japanese theme yeah. with it as well. Like the visuals he was doing and the theme of, I guess, I look at Kissland in a way where with Trilogy, Trilogy is set in his hometown. Yeah. It's set in Toronto, yeah. in this house, I guess. Yeah. Not even in the city, just in, yeah, the, house. Just in the house. Kissland is for me, him taking it oh, nationwide, yeah. global. Yeah. It sounds like an album that can just be like very cinematic yeah, yeah, and it's that. dramatic with the instrumentation it uses because yeah. he builds on you know House of Blue is very minimalist but now the production is so grand and yeah. big and he's doing these violins and because yeah. like, they belong to the world it's like all these thumping crazy, yeah. drums and whatever you know? and I feel like again I didn't connect with the album when it first came yeah. out but that just shows listen that's what it is I love it when the album's growing me yeah that's I'll the be thing. honest like sometimes I like it when that's I the thing like an and album. that's what you want like you want to sit in the future and be like yeah this is what I want to hear mm-hmm. but yeah like for me the top 7 for me is it's very different to yours is it? Yeah. it is very different to yours that's how it should be man so 7 for me is Thursday okay. solely because I'm here for the concept like you said the theme of the album I'm here for that because that's a really good theme that he has just more single wise 
I don't go back to it as much as I go back to any other project of his. Thursday is probably the least that I've gone back to. Mm-hmm. Then number six, I have Starboy because like Common is just it's <laughs> not the album that I wanted from the weekend. Needless to say, I do go back to Reminder. I don't I don't really skip that song. Mm-hmm. Just singles, pretty much. Yeah. Then uh, number five is My Dear Melancholy solely because that, that's more of a middle album because it's kind of both sides of him where it's a very emotional side but then you still have his verses and all of that so that's coming number five top four is echoes of silence at number four mm-hmm. just because again it's one of the best um created mm-hmm. pieces that he's done in the trilogy mm-hmm. after of course the one and only yeah. then number three i have kissland <laughs> and that's all because right, right. for me like i said kissland it wasn't the first thing I listened to him from, even though it was his first album. Yeah. And more recently, it has grown on me, like 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 you said, it's grown on you. It has grown on me. For me, it's just maybe I didn't understand the theme he was putting out. Like you said, mm-hmm. this horror theme. And like, this, trust me, there's a lot more layers to it theme, than what yeah. people realise. And then number two for me was Beauty Behind the Madness solely because mm-hmm. that was his first project I heard from him. And yeah. just seeing what The weekend is about was just like... this. The, the, the title of the album, the s- stories that he was putting out with these, like you said, Tale Friends, The Hills, all of this was crazy. Like, that, mm. that just hit... Every, I'm sure that hit everyone instantly. Then obviously, number one, House of Balloons is just... Yeah, it has to be number it's one. It's just... I feel like mixtapes are very hard. Like, there's very... There's rarely any artists that have really good... Like, Future has really good mixtapes in that yeah. sense. And The weekend is someone who... At the age of, what, 21... You've dropped House of Balloons <laughs> and clearly for two of us, for the both of us and many people around the world, that's his best project Bro, at the age of nuts. 21. He dropped it as a mixtape. And you know mixtapes are supposed to gain you attention. Gain you attention. He just dropped that just to gain attention and yeah. look how good it is. It's crazy. You know, that's the maddest thing about it's it. It's crazy. But needless to say, all of his projects have, like we're grateful for everything that he's put out regardless. Mm-hmm. Some not the best, some really good. Yeah. But it's more so just, you know, now we're getting after hours, so mm. this is where the ranking goes crazy. What happens, man? Do you think it will rank high or what? Going off, going off for me. So obviously, with my top tens, after hours for me is definitely a top fifteen song. Yeah. Solely because it hits deep, and that's all the songs that Wicked Games high for this. It hits yeah. deep, and it's top twenty for me. After hours, it it hits nicely. The beat is good. It's a bit of upbeat, but then it's a bit of like mellow. Again, vibes. mixes both of mixes it. Mixes both, yeah, exactly. In terms of heartless, just the hardcore rap mm-hmm. is something that you don't get from the weekend. So it's very like, oh, will he be rapping on this album? And then you get something upbeat out of nowhere from yeah. Blinding Lights. And I'm not saying that Blinding Lights is a bad track. Yeah, it's a very good track from what he's made. You can tell the production's amazing on that. Mm. With After Hours, I think it's 18 tracks, or nah. it's, it's, it's a lot of tracks. I know that much. But no, 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 it's not. It's um. It's fourteen, I think. It's fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that. it's it's fourteen tracks. Mm. So he's taking it back now. Yeah, that's that's, that's so he's not on the Starboy vibes or he's dropping, God knows how many songs. Like Eighteen or something. Yeah. yeah, fourteen is good. And amount. for me, when I look at this album, yeah, Heartless is number seven, Blinding Lights is number nine, and After Hours is number thirteen. Mm. So. For me, what I'm expecting is the first seven tracks might be rap. Like just okay. hardcore beat, metro type beat, 
you know, Metro type weekend beat, so them, them be, YouTube yeah. search, <laughs> like maybe get some of that in. I think Metro is more involved than we think. Yeah, I think. And he's he's involved in a lot of music this year, so mm-hmm. it'll be nice to see what he's going to influence in this album. Because yeah. really, The weekend hasn't worked with any producer the way, like, Metro's a very big producer and you've never seen The weekend work with, perhaps in within XO he's worked with the likes of like even Nav. He just like works within his own team. Yeah, but yeah. this is the first time where we're kind of seeing a big producer jumping onto a song, and this is a hit song. Yeah. Then obviously, Blinding Lights is number nine, and then after that was number thirteen. So I'm feeling maybe the middle of the album might be a bit more pop in the two, right. three singles. Then it ends off in a more quieter, subtle, classic House of Balloons vibes. Mm. Where it's just seeing the way vibes. the title tracks near the end. Yeah, and then. I don't know what you think of just this <laughs> theme that he's putting out. Listen, the theme is confusing for me. It's crazy, you and know? I'm here for it. And we're going off of uh, the music videos. We're going off of the red suit. Yeah, we're the going broken off nose. The yeah, the bandage on his nose. He's he's a bit bloody on the side of yeah. his head. Uh, he's got the moustache and the afro, and he's and he's very this, like dancey. Yeah, like very energetic. Very, yeah, it's smiling. Just, it's just like I don't know what I'm getting off this because he's. He's smiling, he's laughing, he's yeah. got this evil kind of look to him. Mm-hmm. But then he's he's at times, like in the After Hours short film, you're very like sympathetic towards him. Like when he comes off stage and you're just like, what's going on? Like he looks very sad in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I can gauge and in terms of theorising is that, okay, he's in this very flashy suit, he's performing a lot. He is kind of breaking the fourth wall, I guess. He's being, he's showing you that he is a musician, yeah. a very successful person in the world, yeah. And I think with the After Hours short film, when he goes off the stage, he kind of goes in back into chaos yeah. as well. So I feel like this album is probably going to be a bit more, it's going to show us an insight into, a bit like Starboy in a way, but yeah. this is like to a whole nother level now yeah. because... Because he's, he's going to show both worlds, I guess, where the music side of the world and then the more inner, deeper side... Yeah, because obviously you know the weekend like he he's very good at what he's doing in the sense where he goes through like a heartbreak. He's very good at putting that pain out, yeah. and obviously more recently like he his relationships are always in the media because when you're dating someone like Bella Hadid, mm. you're always going to be in the media. Mm-hmm. And I don't know like in terms of this, is the suit red because he's killed someone and his blood? Mm. He's wearing gloves. Has he just committed murder? What is he doing? I feel like there's some sort of possession going on yeah then maybe it's the drugs external power yeah. that's kind of possessed him or that's maybe it's like just he's reached the level of fame where he's gone crazy over that fame yeah there's definitely a theme of hysteria definitely just being nuts in general just being crazy but then like you said with after hours tap track being towards the end there's some sort of love story involved as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Heartless being towards the top. Yeah, never let us... Back to my yeah. ways, I'm heartless. He doesn't care about the, yeah, the girl anymore. Yeah, doesn't care. Compare it to the title track, yeah. he's asking... He's basically asking for another chance. Yeah, like another chance. He's being forgiving as Exactly. Stuff. So what kind of progression are we going to see? We're going to see some sort of scumbag weekend yeah. at the start. And then he's going to, I guess, evolve and... evolve kind of into fall back into just being like, sorry. I, I think so. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And then in terms of this album, do you think it would be a no-feature album? Do you know what? Because The Weeknd is good at no-features. I don't think he needs features. That's the thing. Honest. I don't think he does because if there is a feature, that person needs to do very well in terms yeah. of sticking to the theme. Sticking to the theme. I don't want like a random rap verse yeah. thrown in. 
for the sake of sake it. of just oh yeah needed him yeah himself. like no the baby on a track or yeah. whatever yeah. I can't even picture that definitely not yeah. but you know I don't but like want, the, I don't the, want the trendy people, the people that he's always collabed with be it Drake Travis Scott or any like other future like I, I can see future on this album just cause future's really mm-hmm. good at giving that evil sad vibe to his music mm-hmm. but ideally you do want a no feature album because i just want a project where it's just the weekend that's how it was on I house of so. balloons where just no one on it's just him talking his stuff and if we get no features then it kind of resonates like oh is it house of balloons coming yeah. back type trilogy type i feel like i'm going to predict it and say he either has no features or he'll just have one or two yeah you know I think and so. whoever does end up featuring i want them to be in a way where they're an accessory to yeah, the song. Definitely. I don't want them to... I don't want no nav. Yeah. I don't want no, <laughs> no, I'm the first brown boy to get popping or something like that. Yeah, Ideally, off. for me, the best person to work with The weekend, in this sense, might be Future. Mm-hmm. Just because you look at Low Life, and that's just... Low it, life, that's the kind of vibe. Under, yeah, that's just the kind strong. of vibe that you're getting. I think Future might be one person. Of course, he's probably considering it. Future as background vocals or yeah. an accessory, like I said, I feel like will work so well. But you know, it's where a week or two weeks. It's on my. It's dropping on my birthday, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's a big thing. Shout out to the weekend birthday, for that. Bro. Shout out to the good weekend present for that. you. Good man. present good for present. me. You know, gonna start the day right. Yeah. But yeah, like March twentieth, where oh, there's a lot of anticipation behind this album. Two years yeah. in the making. Um. Yeah. It's but a long time coming and I feel like this is the album that could be album of the year. Definitely. You know, I don't want to hype it up too much, mm. but if everything is going in the right if direction... If it aligns perfectly, yeah. come December, when it's the ra- year roundup on Arate That Still, mm-hmm. might be number one, you never know. Might even top House of Balloons. <laughs> it could, you it know. It could, you know. <laughs> you know, and looking back to his other topic, uh, his other albums, you know, um, some people have some in some questions that yeah. they want us to touch on before we wrap up. So... Let's get into a couple of these before we finish. Um, I've had someone submit a, a hot take, I guess, and they've said that My Dear Melancholy is criminally underrated and not his worst whatsoever. What's our thoughts on that? I mean, if you look at our rankings, it's not at the bottom. So yeah. that's the first thing. So it's yeah. definitely not his worst. Yeah, so in my sense. top four. You know? Yeah, it's in your top four. This is in top, my top five. Yeah. In that sense, I think... From what he was trying to put out there, he did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. The album cover, the name of the album, the name of the songs. I'm with it, like Six that. songs, I think. Yeah. And just... Everyone knew the situation he was in. Everyone knew that, you know, it was very broadcasted loudly across social media that, you know, he's broken yeah. up with Selena Gomez. People were saying this is the love of his life, this and that. Yeah. And he just put all that energy into music and you could feel that pain, like, that he's going through this heartbreak. And the thing is with it... Like I said, with the Starboy sound, it's a bit in there, but he stripped it back in a way that I like it in a way. Exactly. But I don't mean you like it, but I feel like in the general landscape of it, I think probably the public in general don't see it as one of his best yeah. bodies of work. And I think, I think they see it because it's not an actual album. It's more of an EP. They yeah. might be like, oh yeah, you know, EPs, it's just, confusing EPs are just days. thrown out there. It's EPs, confusing these days. Yeah, exactly. And then when you've only got like 22 minutes of him and you've only got two features of Gasafelstein, yeah. you're a bit like, mm, what's going on? Mm. But regardless to say, it is very underrated in that sense where, because this is the closest we've gotten to a trilogy. 
Yeah. And everyone goes crazy like, oh, trilogy, trilogy, trilogy. That's what I'm saying. It was a return to his emotional side. Exactly. Which we've heard only on trilogy. Exactly. Much, yeah? So And scattered around his album. So for so me, it was a return to form after being personally underwhelmed by Starboy. Yeah. And I feel like he kept it short and sweet. He had a dark sound to it as well. Yeah. And he done it very well. And I feel and like people in general need to pay more attention exactly. to that project because maybe it's, it's more, going over their heads. Maybe it's more the more newer Weekend fans who have heard songs like Starboy, I Feel It Coming. They're like, oh, yeah. this guy's good at doing this. Mm. But we don't want to hear this. So they're like, oh, I don't like this. I mean, it, could be. it could be that, the new generation. Yeah. I mean, for people who aren't well versed on his, his discography, definitely go back and listen to all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, 100%. He hasn't really missed in general. Yeah, never. You know, and I don't think he will later on anyway. Word. Uh, someone else has said um, to touch on how the hate surrounding Kissland is very unnecessary. Yeah. I agree on that because that's my favourite weekend album. Yeah. You know, and again, it's one that's overlooked. Yeah. And I don't get why because, I, like I said earlier, yeah, the production is so grand and big. It's an album where no other weekend album has sounded like it. Yeah. Like with Trilogy, you can compare all three mixtapes and be like, yeah, they yeah, share the same yeah, sound yeah. themes. Starboy is a yeah. bit pop, so is Beauty Behind the Madness. Kissland is very horror, evil, yeah. crazy stuff going it's, on. It's just a, it's a dramatic piece yeah. of music, yeah. And nothing in his catalogue sounds like it. Yeah, definitely. And I love the way how the songs are long as well. Like yeah. you've got five, six, seven minute songs. Yeah. The way they all progress build up yeah that's attention to detail that his more recent projects don't yeah. have yeah don't. so it's an album that i don't know you can't really knock into people's heads yeah. if they don't it's more of like if they one. can understand it they'll relate to it in that sense if they can understand what's going on but yeah. one thing i want to just put out is like thing that's crazy is like when you look at artists like little uzi or someone people mm. who you don't want to hear tracks more than two minutes mm. weekend is someone that six seven minutes is what you want that is exactly what you I don't want. want a two minute track by the weekend you don't mm. want a four minute track by the way you want at least four and a half five six minutes mm. and that's what he does with house of balloons loft music this that yeah. that's the thing he's good at doing because six minutes is a long time mm-hmm. and to have someone's attention for six minutes yeah that's a big thing and he's really good at doing that and the last thing i'll say on kissland is that going off my own personal experience, it didn't connect with me at first. But trust me, when you connect with it, it connects very well. Like, Wanderlust, Adaptation, Belong yeah, to the World. Professional. Ten songs. I mean, there's no misses in it. Yeah, and if you're tuning in in the right way, if you're listening correctly, you'll definitely unlock all the complex things going on in that but, album. Yeah. You know? So that's all I can say about Kiss Yeah. What else do people have to say? Uh, we'll do a couple more. Uh, someone has asked can he ever outdo his first three mixtapes that's a tough one that is a tough one and I feel like that's just his career now where mm. you know how people say stuff people say those things you know you know what's crazy yeah when an artist is a really an artist they always say they always make those comparisons will Kanye ever make an album like this yeah, will Drake ever to make the, to the past take things. care will blah 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 ever make this that just shows, like, the thing that we've said, at 21, or let's say 22, you drop Trilogy. Yeah. 22, at this age, like, you, like when you think back to this era, Playboy Carty, 21, he's dropped amazing stuff, but you just kind of can't compare it in that sense. To answer that question very simply, no. Yeah, definitely yeah. And not. that's fine. You know, he doesn't have to top it. 
you know, because I feel like we as music fans, we get very consumed with the old piece of work. Yeah. And we always want them to top it top, and top it yeah. and do it again and again with every release they do. Yeah. But quite frankly, it's not really possible. It's not. It's you very know? difficult. I feel like we should just enjoy the mixtapes for how they are. Exactly. And just hope that he remains consistent. Yeah. Which he has been. He has been, definitely. You know, he's still put out very good albums. Those mixtapes are just classics. And a classic can never be outdone regardless. Even if you release a number one album, mm-hmm. it's very hard. But needless to say, whatever he releases will be amazing at the end of the day. He doesn't have to outdo them. Yeah. Just make it on par. On, yeah. You know, that's all I can say. Definitely. And again, this obsession with, I guess, wanting someone to do better. Again, improvement's good. Yeah, 100%. But with someone whose greatest work came at the start and they've still been consistent throughout the whole yeah. decade... Yeah. I'm totally fine with the fact that he won't outdo yeah, them. Yeah. After hours, I hope personally it's better than Be Behind the Madness, Starboy. Yeah. Even if it goes beyond Kissland, you know what I mean? Like everyone yeah, knows how much enough. I love Kissland. If it does that, great. Yeah. But with the mixtapes, they can live how they are. Yeah, exactly. Uh and last but not least, someone asked, has he ever made a truly bad album? I must say no. If we're, if we're taking the words of the question, truly bad. Truly bad, no. You know? But he has, for me... He's made a disappointing th- album. Underwhelming is underwhelming. the word I like to use. Starboy. Yeah. For me, that's underwhelming. But needless, like, you can't put away the fact that it's not a bad album. Yeah. In I that year it. when it came out, it wasn't bad. And it was one of his albums that charted highest when yeah. it dropped. Because obviously, he dropped it after so long. He had to do what he had to do. You know, the only problem again, if we're talking about this question, truly bad, nothing's bad, but Starboy is his worst for me. And the only problem I have with it is with Beauty Behind the Madness, what he was doing there was it was mainstream, but it was still so creative and original. Yeah. With Starboy, the dance, electro, the trends, theme was really good, bro. Yeah, I mean, the theme was great, but I feel like even the theme, he didn't flesh it out in the way he should yeah. have. Like Starboy, I wanted hear, I wanted to hear more. Issues with the fame and stuff, yeah. but he only touched on that on Starboy, the title yeah. track, and Sidewalks, I guess. Yeah. And the rest of it were just like party tracks. Yeah. So, to be honest, and again, you, I guess you can argue that, okay, these party songs emphasize the lifestyle of a yeah. Starboy, but it didn't feel like a cohesive story in the yeah. way that Thursday does. Yeah, exactly. In the way that House of Balloons, House of Balloons does. does yeah. You know, individual songs, great. Same with Beauty Behind the Madness. Yeah. I feel like the concept wasn't fleshed wasn't, out yeah. as creatively Definitely. as he could have. Yeah. So yeah, like I feel like he's such a great musician that a bad album probably not coming. Yeah, never. You know, Can't, you should never think of it. Like he's his albums will always have. Everyone will rank that album. Well, some people might really love Starboy. Mm, yeah, personal favorites, man. But everyone that, has them. No one, no one will ever say like, "Oh man, like The Weeknd made a dead album." Like you never really hear that. that. You never hear that. that. And we can only hope after hours, you know, I, for me personally, I hope it's one of my favourite albums from him. Same, yeah. I can only hope because, you know, just from the singles, it's become one of my favourite, like after hours is one of my favourite songs, probably most listened to song this month. Me too, man. So just going off of that, I really hope, you know, The weekend can, you know, we all love The weekend, be it literal Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> or be it the actual person. Yeah, man. But, you know, I'm... I'm hoping my birthday isn't disappointing. Listen, I feel you're in for a good surprise. Because man. I need this, man. 14 yeah. tracks. Listen. I'm ready to, you know, the weekend. And, you know, <laughs> for those of you, obviously, his tours, he's touring now as well. Yeah, he'll be touring this year. So, you know, 
Shout out to Irate that's still for getting us tickets to uh, yeah, to, to the show. Uh, you know how we do. You know. <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing, like, we'll see what his tours are like. His tours have been very... No, he's not really a touring person, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm very he excited about themes, the visuals he yeah. brings to the tour. Because I know at Coachella, when he did My Dear Melancholy, he had, like, a face on the stage. Yeah. Maybe after I was... I hope he's in his red suit, because I, I, I want to see that. I love that whole red theme. I, 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 I might turn up in a red suit. <laughs> yeah. I might have to. Jump on stage <laughs> and personally. Yeah, yeah, jump on and just do my little dance with him. I you know? ain't got the vocals for it, but... Yeah, nah, I don't. Mean, still, but... Lip sync, lip sync. Yeah, lip sync. Yeah, that one. That one. But yeah, nah, you know, 2020 is, I think, the weekend's year. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time coming. because you're ready know, for the comeback. We're here for it. And Abel will not disappoint. Yeah. I can only pray. I can only hope. Yeah. I'm but, expecting good things. Yeah. And yeah, just, just so before we finish off, after hours, the sound, I'm expecting more synths. Yeah. I'm expecting that, you know. Just, uh, one thing I wanted to just put up, what do you think of the album name? Because oh, yeah. album names are very like they're different in each way. Thursday, mm. Echoes of Silence, yeah. House of Balloons, yeah. like cool. They work with their theme in terms of House of Balloons. Very left field names. Yeah, like very, cool. very, and to me, it's very like evil, demonic type of names. I've like, seen the font as well. Yeah, like, and it's just, and then I liked how the one thing that I liked how he did on his mixtapes was the tenth song was written by hand. Because mm-hmm. maybe he added it later, but I just thought that was a cool concept. And just then you go on to Kissland, but mm-hmm. it's the album itself is very dark themed, dramatic, like dark romance. Yeah, like what's going on here? Then Beauty Behind the Madness. I think that was cool. For me, it's a very Disney type name, like Beauty Behind Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> Beauty Behind the Madness. True, like, Kissland, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit like, I guess I don't know. I thought it was a bit soft. Like, yeah, oh, what's going soft, on here? Like, what's what's what does this yeah, mean? But obviously, yeah, yeah. it was opposite that. But it worked well with the theme. Yeah, exactly. Because he's creating this whole world. I think for me personally, my favorite album name is either House of Balloons or My Dear Melancholy. Because mm. I think, because My Dear Melancholy is like he's writing to someone, so you can yeah. just tell the theme of the album just works. He's writing to this person, My Dear yeah. whoever. And he but, had a comma at the end. Exactly. So we no don't, one really knows. No one really knows detail. exactly. It's like a letter. So with like, After Hours. The closest thing to After Hours I can imagine is the chocolate After Eight. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> After Hours is like After Hours is where things happen in After Hours. Mm. You finish work, things happen after those hours. That name reminds me of like words such as nocturnal, yeah, nighttime. Nighttime. He said no more daytime music. Yeah. He said nighttime music. And then when we look back at that short film he did, he goes off stage. That's After Hours. Bro, it's all set at night. It's all it. set at night. That's all the, the music video is yeah. like nighttime. And like, 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 he's done this show with Jimmy Kimmel and he's gone off stage and this is officially after hours because mm. he's off that whole scene. So now he's on the after hours thing. Mm. So for me, when I heard after hours is the name, I was really like, this is crazy because there's no common theme. Like when you compare artists, for example, Astroworld, we just knew what we were in for in that sense. But with after hours, it's just very hard to pick out. Like you said, it's a dark name. It's a very nocturnal after hours is just just lateness in that sense where yeah. something's happening in the later time so i don't know maybe he's just talking about himself a later version of himself i feel like it's something I don't know. I the english think... literature is coming out here Do you know what? yeah we're trying yeah. to proper analyze it i mean the only the only final idea i can think about is where with after hours you know in the music video he's turning into this thing yeah. maybe this is the thing where maybe. he's transforming into a different person mm. 
uh, when it the clock strikes midnight. Yeah, when he puts his glasses on, he goes crazy. Yeah, I feel like this is a different personality yeah. that only comes out at night. It's like yeah. a like a horror yeah. vampire. It's like an alter ego to himself. Yeah, I think sense. it's a, some sort of alter ego, and we'll only know we'll when only we know hear on it on March twentieth. March twentieth, yeah. twelve a.m., five a.m. for us, twelve a.m. <laughs> yeah. in the United States. Yeah, yeah, but we'll get it when we wake up in the morning. And it's kind of it's kind of ironic that he's not dropping on the weekend. He's dropping on a Friday, but. Uh, you know how the, yeah. the streaming platforms yeah. work. He wants them them whole week yeah. sales. Where do you get me? But yeah, wait, man. wait. Prediction for how many sales he's gonna do Ooh. first week. I don't even know. You know, thinking about how many streams he's racked up, he might push five hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say half. I million. think he's pushing five hundred k. You know, hundred percent. There's four, a lot of anticipation. At least four hundred, but yeah. five hundred closer to five hundred. Definitely. Yeah. And like we're saying, potential album of the year. And he's number four most listened on Spotify. There we go. Yeah. Shout out Spotify for that one. It's gonna be a big year for him for Definitely. sure. Definitely. So yeah. But yeah, I think I think that just wraps up. I think it's been the weekend. You just yeah. don't want to stop talking about. I know. This guy. Uh, you get me. Definitely a long episode. So shout out everyone who's got to yeah, the end. Shout out to everyone. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the conversation we've had. And hope you guys, you know, have your own good views to the weekend. And yeah, that I mean. That's, that's the weekend for you, isn't it? Exactly. Versatility, and, everything. And you'll definitely hear our thoughts one way or another. If not on the podcast, then online anyway. Oh, yeah. Our thoughts on the album. And yeah, I think we'll leave it out there. Thank yeah. you a lot for tuning in. And friendly reminder, you can catch us on any platform, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcast app, or SoundCloud as well. Follow yeah. us on those pages, especially. We're also on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us at, at I rate that still mm-hmm. and you know just uh, we just update people and what's coming up mm-hmm. just the covers cover arts this and that mm-hmm. but yeah of course you can check check myself out you check know the, out. the plug plug time plug time you, know, <laughs> you can follow my main it'll be Rayan R0707 or you know the crep page if you need some creps you know as always creps yeah. next door hit this guy up come on Myself, micheck.ig, you know that, instagram.com forward slash micheck.ig or hit up my blog page, micheck.com, follow up the Insta, subscribe to the WordPress blog, reviews, all on that and feature posts every week. So yeah, hit yeah. up. And you know, 2020, I rate that still is coming hard. The work rate is coming hard. Listen, we're back in full effect. We're, we're not coming in. About. We're not joking. So yeah, keep tuning in and way more episodes coming this year. 100%. Alright, so that's me, Hamza signing out. That's me, Ron, over and out. Catch you, man, later. Yeah, man. Till next time.